Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple. We can discuss as many ideas as we like, but only one will progress to the next stage, where the winner will be unveiled at a two-thirds full stadium in Tulsa. I'm Joel, a man who puts the music into Oklahoma, and across from me is John Harris, a man so dedicated to his film snobbery that he recently cancelled his movie subscription because it hadn't served him up a foreign language film in three days. Hello, John. Hello. I need to cancel my movie subscription because I haven't used it in ages. <laughs> ah, good. Thank you for reminding I don't know. me. I don't know what- I don't know what movie is. This podcast is sponsored by movie. <laughs> a man who doesn't know what it is and a man who needs to cancel his subscription. I'm sh- no, I yeah, maybe maybe I'll keep maybe I should actually just use it. Maybe that's the moral of this story. Two thirds full, so we're doing better than Trump, I guess. Depends dep- hey, it depends if you watch the fake mainstream news or or the guys at Fox, mate. I'm a Fox man. Be parable. Uh, I don't have any more commentary on that weird thing apart from No. Is someone gonna have done a film about Donald Trump's Drinking a glass of water? Is that part of it? Have you got one of those? <laughs> no. Here's some film ideas. <laughs> Sad Gilmore from Jim. Golf courses were taken away during lockdown and it makes Gilmore sad. So it's Adam's it's a sequel with Adam Sandler. Yeah, he's really into golf now. Because oh. he isn't into golf in the film, is he? He's not a golf guy. He's uh, like a hockey player. And he's just very good at it. Okay, yeah. Yeah. He gets sad. He tries he tries online golf. It's rubbish. Golf was back pretty quick, though. I was going to say, would he do mini golf with that? That you can't socially just. You're, you're easier socially distancing normal golf than you are mini golf. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, crazy golf could probably. There's those weird indoor crazy golf places yeah. in London. They could probably theme one of those into like a hospital or something, and so everyone's got PPE, and that that seems like it would work. Yeah, or you could just thoughts do, on that. You could just do one that's outside, probably better. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Are you are you handy at crazy golf? I would say I am distinctly okay. We've done crazy golf together and I did happen to win, but I think that was luck. It wasn't any skill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I was quite glad that I won though because you are an insufferable winner. <laughs> when I've sort of put that to the back of my mind. I haven't really thought about that since then. I only really ever remember my victories. <laughs> That's very on brand for you, I'd say. 
<laughs> yeah, I let you in. What about the golfing ranges? Could you do that? So I actually think golf golf was one of the first things they allowed back, wasn't it? Because it's very easy to socially distance. Yeah. It's prof- yeah, golf was the... It's professional golf happening. Professional golf. What are you trying to say? That me on the crazy course isn't... It's still amateur. Mm. Um, no, there's no professional golf, I don't think. There's no... It's weird the sports they're bringing back because football's back, right? But cricket. Still no cricket. That seems pretty socially distanced to me. What about tennis? Yeah, t- I mean, there's like a bloody net between them. Yeah. They can't They can't get near each other. Just make the net two metres wide. Not doubles, but singles you could do easily. Yeah. Make a big... Just put two nets in the middle two metres apart. I think we're going to solve all of the sporting problems by the end of this podcast, Joe. I'm into it. What do you reckon is the worst sport for social distancing? Squash has got to be pretty bad. Big sweaty cube. Sumo wrestling? Sumo is pretty bad. That's a good shout. Yeah. You're right. I think it's probably sumo. You know how you were talking about those uh, those places in London that took like crazy golf or mini golf and like turned it into this like cool. And se- made it twenty quid each. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> turned it into this cool, sexy London thing. Are there any other sumo? <laughs> what made that a cool, sexy London thing? Junkyard sumo. <laughs> I'm into it. You pay twenty quid. You get down to your pants and you wrestle your friends. I would. I would be more inclined to do that if you could. If they gave you like big fat suits to do it in. Do you know what I mean? Like padding. Maybe not fat suit, but like just padding so that you can like really get, you know, bump into each other without fear of injury. John, come to mine now. I'll sell a tape of pillow to you and I'll run at you at speed. That's, ju- that's junkyard sumo. That's junkyard sumo, baby. <laughs> uh, I'd be quite into that. They should junkyard everything. <laughs> junkyard table tennis. What would that be? Junkyard, junkyard snooker. They're just like, I don't know, instead of pockets, it's just empty tins of beans. <laughs> Yeah, and it's all in the dark and everything's neon lit. That's that's kind of Yeah. And it's really and it's really expensive and just too busy to actually enjoy. What else do you do at the seaside apart from mini golf? The arcade? They could have a junkyard arcade, that'd be easy. I mean have you have you been to the British seaside recently, John? It is a junkyard arcade. Uh fish and chips, junkyard fish and chips. <laughs> Jun- what about junkyard crabbing? <laughs> that's good. I think that is quite good, isn't it? I I'd we, be quite up for doing that. Let's do some. Junk- mean, it'd be quite traumatic. It'd be quite traumatic for the crabs. They're just getting caught all day long, living in like some sort of mad neon <laughs> fish tank. With like heavy music playing. <laughs> <laughs> people just like people would definitely be tipping their drinks in there and getting oh, the crabs drunk. Let's not do that. Right. What about this one from Josh? Being John Harris, a man discovers a portal into John's brain <laughs> and decides to sell twenty minutes experiences to other podcasters. He then also tweets um, underneath it, this is some stupid shit. Why did I tweet this? <laughs> I'm glad. I, I was about to say the same. So I'm glad he followed up and tweet. I would say not even John Harris wants to be in John Harris's head. So nah. the idea that people would pay to be there. Junkyard brain. <laughs> also, like, what, what, what's the experience for the other podcaster? See what it's like to be an unsuccessful podcaster. Also, what really all they're going to see is my face on a zoom call for the time being yeah that's rubbish no one wants to see that oh is it just during records mm. yeah maybe okay i'm gonna give some times of the day yep and you're gonna tell me usually what you're doing at that time of day and we'll okay. get a little glimpse into what the the paying customer might might see <laughs> Ten twenty-five a.m uh on a weekday working weekend a... talk to me about weekends weekend i might be making brunch I'm quite good. Brunch is probably my best meal. So that's probably in terms of 
cuisine. That's that's the highlight of the day. I'm a brunch boy. Okay, so that's probably that could be an experience worth paying for if you get Maybe. to see you knock up a decent meal. Ten twenty five p.m. Asleep? No way. Depends the day, but since lockdown, I've been going to sleep earlier and earlier. How early have we got? Ah, uh, oh, there's definitely been a there's definitely three, been o- a, three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> no, but there's definitely been a nine thirty in there somewhere. Asleep? Yeah. Why? Are you eighty years old? <laughs> It's just, I don't know. I get up really early, so I go to sleep really early. And then I get up really early, and then I'm like, why am I getting up so early? And then I remember it's because I go to sleep really early. Because <laughs> you went to bed at nine o'clock at night. Um, that's funny. I, it's quite funny that you have to go to bed just as the watershed's starting, because you know, you're worried about what's on TV. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, Josh, I hate to say I agree with you, but it was a stupid idea. Hey, what about this one from Mark? Legends of the Fallout Boy. Fallout Boy moves to a ranch in Montana and they all fall in love with the same farmhand. I didn't know about the film Legends of the Fall, but I read a synopsis and some bloke moves his three sons to a, far- a ranch and they all fall in love with a girl. Okay. So that thing that happens, but it's the guys from excellent band we all love, Fallout Boy. Yeah. Patrick Stump, Pete Wentz. The other there's, two- not somebody, there's not somebody in a band called Patrick Stump. Oh, let me just triple check. I'm scared I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure the lead singer's called Patrick Stump. Patrick Stump. Yeah. Fallout Boy front man, Patrick Stump. I don't know. Paddy Stump. Pat- I just don't want to say to that. Paddy Stump. <laughs> so, yeah. Um... It's just not the name of a man in a band, is it? It's sort of the name of a man that would sell fruit by the side of a motorway. Who in a band has the least band memory name? The first that springs to mind, Ian Brown. That's not the most band name no, true. It's no Patrick Stump, though, is it? Stump. No. <laughs> Stump's the least rock and roll surname. The, 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 thing, the problem with putting that call out, John, is that we've already got the answer. It can't, it can't be beaten. There's nobody in a band with a less sexy rock and roll name than Patrick Stump. <laughs> so, Fallout Boy, why would. So, they've gone to a farm. Probably that's the kind of thing a band would do to recording an album. They'd like lock themselves away for six months in the middle of nowhere to record an album. Kanye famously went to Montana. That's where he did that. <laughs> which, which he went to Montana and on a ranch and made the album that no one likes, where the mountain the covers the mountain. It's not it really count. I don't really. It's not really canon. Is that yay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fine. All right. So they Before go. That to boy the... go there to make an album. The person working there is a part-time farmhand, part-time sound engineer. They all fall in love with her. <laughs> Obviously, she fancies Pete Wentz because everyone fancied Pete Wentz, yeah. didn't they? No one fancied Patrick Stump. <laughs> Pete Wentz. Now, that's a that's a name of somebody in an emo band, isn't it? Yeah. It was weird because he Pete Wentz was positioned as the front man, but he was the bassist. It was a really odd yeah. moment in music. Um, right. Yeah, but so, you, yeah, but come on. Someone at a record label saw they came in. They said, we're... Look, we love your music. We we simply cannot have Patrick Stump as the, <laughs> the main man. I can't believe we're going in so hard on Patrick Stump. I didn't realise this this was what this episode would be about. I've I've had a long running beef with Stumpy. <laughs> so I think what could be fun is I believe Pete Wentz also wrote the songs. So as they're recording, what's, what's Patrick bringing to the table? <laughs> the vo- I don't know the vocals. Anyway, oh yeah, fair enough. So. He's he's handing over these lyrics and Patrick Stump's singing them. And it's only as he's in the booth recording them, he realises that they're about this girl. That's how the beef starts. Do you <laughs> nice. see what I, mean? I like it. Like, yeah, that's good, that's good. With your red hair and your blue eyes. Those are kind of Fallout Boy lyrics. And he's looking at the yeah. sound engineer and he thinks, wait a second, she's got red hair and blue eyes. 
<laughs> and then he like names her. He names her and he's like, Elizabeth. <laughs> and he's like, wait. Big fight breaks out. <laughs> I'm into it. Very good. And it turns out actually that all along she fancied Andy Hurley, the drummer. <laughs> I knew that. I knew that off the back of my off the top of my head. <laughs> who, who hasn't who hasn't really featured in the film the whole way through? It's been a real yeah. <laughs> feud between the two. That's beautiful. I like that. Cool. Right. What about this one from Ben? The Naked Chef Gun. Jamie Oliver is a super spy. <laughs> well, it's also it's Naked Gun, so it's like slapstick. Um, pun yeah, it's like yeah. Madness. I imagine there's like you know all of his kitchen gadgets also double up as super spy gadgets. So it's I a like corkscrew it. that that also I don't know can crack any lock. Yeah, yeah, a corkscrew that, that cracks seems, any lock seems feasible. Some sort of masher that you can also mash someone's brain in with. So far, these are things that you could <laughs> a just... A knife that doubles up as a knife. Yeah. So far, you've turned all these kitchen gizmos into the same thing again. Yeah, well, you're the, you've just admitted to being the handyman brunch guy. I'm, That's I'm true. Kind of, I'm, kind of lean, I'm kind of leaning on you here. Yeah, I didn't realise my breakfast gadgets would have to come into handy right now. What, would, what could he cook to save the world? Why would cooking something save the world? He's got like a... Is there some sort of bomb that he needs to keep at a certain temperature or it'll blow? In a sous vide. That's good. That's that's. Good. <laughs> I I think Jamie Oliver could pull it off. With yeah. Cracking the puns at the beginning of lockdown. Yeah, I think so. At the beginning of lockdown, Jamie Oliver was one of my favourite things to watch. When he he was doing this show called Keep Calm and Carry On Cooking, where like the first week, the first couple of weeks of programming, he had done just before lockdown with a crew, and it looked like a normal Jamie Oliver t- show, uh, yeah. TV show. And then for some reason, as of like week three. They just panicked and they were like, well, we still want to keep releasing it. So it was like he was basically doing them in his like larder on his mobile phone and the sound was echoing around the room. And he was like, the the kind of portions of food he was describing was like, oh yeah, you could do this with a quarter of a carrot or any... <laughs> And I get like, he, he was obviously trying to be like, you know, if you're hard up on food, like I totally respect that. But the idea that yeah. someone is just left with a quarter of a carrot was just so mad to me. And they're like desperately trying to figure out what to do with it. <laughs> Instead of just eat that bit of carrot. <laughs> I've got I, use, I had that recipe last night that weirdly requ- required three quarters of a carrot. <laughs> just, yeah. If only there was a recipe out there that required a quarter of a carrot. If, Why would you? What recipe would you ever use three quarters of a carrot? It makes no sense. Or yeah. you're going to make that Jamie Oliver one four times. <laughs> Honestly, so stupid. I've never seen. I've never seen a recipe in my life that required anything other than whole measures of carrots. <laughs> it would uh, just say, "Take this carrot well, yeah. to be your lawful wedded <laughs> carrot." And if it's like an amount of potato, I'm sorry, I'm just going to round up. Like if it was like half a kilo of potatoes and like after three potatoes, I was slightly over 500 grams. I'm not going to be like, well, there's a quarter of a potato what? I have to save for another dish. <laughs> Don't worry, Jamie will have a little quarter recipe for you. <laughs> Making like meals for fucking doll's houses. Uh, on on the food flex, uh, what about this one from Stu? The film The Artist, but it's a sandwich artist. Honestly, the film nice, follows the okay. same plot, um, but, you know, it would be tremendously confusing following the artist plot with a sandwich artist, which is what they call uh, Subway people. They're sandwich yeah. artists. They're sandwich artists. I was just imagining it's just going to be like a black and white, lovely musical story about opening a new franchise of Subway. Yeah. 
Tap dancing yeah. on the counters. Maybe maybe somebody gets yeah maybe somebody gets discovered because the the flair in which they put their sandwiches together, and they become like a big TikTok star. You can imagine that happening, right? Of somebody with Salt some, Bay. So exactly, I'm thinking like the people that make the cocktails in TGI Fridays. They're flicking those things all around their heads. Why have I never seen that in Subway? Have they? Have the behind the bars of a TGI Friday? They're like frisbeeing. They're like frisbeeing. Uh, yeah. Sorry, you're talking about making beautiful stuff. So frisbeeing a slice of ham. Yeah. That kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. How can you add some pizzazz to cheese and toasted? Oh, that is quite tricky. And that is a quintessential part, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You've got a quick cheese and toast. the process. Oh, I haven't had a Subway in so long. I think you could like... It's more about the fact that he he's like a one man conveyor belt. So every time that cheese and toasted bings, he's he's making another sandwich at the time. Opens it, bosh, straight in that customer's mouth. He does that. He get he does that thing where he he like unhooks the oven with his foot, and the base of his foot is so flat that he can take it out of the oven and spin it around with his foot while the other while his hands are still preparing the other sandwich. Amazing, I uh, imagine. Perfect alternatively if we do go down like the vaguely the plot of the artist so the artist is about a, a dog of, a little dog uh who's, I don't, i've not i've not seen the artist so it's Isn't about a little oscar winning dog yeah i think his name's uffy or uggy or something like that it begins with a u and um he's sadly passed away now but anyway th- so it's about someone who the technology improvement in film means that you know they're the talkies now and he was a star of the silent movie era and so it's about who the dog (laughs) well both the dog and the the human the dog's got a weird bark so it really was successful (laughs) in silent cinema (laughs) it's really worried about having to bark in the talkies and the barkies a lot of people don't think about how animals transition from silent film to talking talkies what they realized was they actually called them walkies (laughs) that's good Um, thanks man the bark the bark just sounded like a horrible hate crime like and so like what, they, john john repeat no. some of your favorite hate crimes <laughs> no so uh so yeah he was the dog was cancelled in the 1920s basically uh not i tell you what not an easy time to get cancelled <laughs> that dog was up to some pretty disgraceful stuff <laughs> but i was thinking the whole like idea of technology and the discomfort in like you know, being a star in an old technology and trying to come up with a new one. So has Subway come up with some sort of robotic sandwich maker? Yes, 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 yes. And it's this one employee left at Subway with a load of robot employees. And it's about whether they can make sandwiches at a quicker speed. Perfect. We've done it. Cracked it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. What about this one from Beck? This is this is a real beauty. Pig trouble in little diner. <laughs> it's a double pun. You, That's you, great. You rarely see a double pun. You rarely see a double pun. I'll be honest, quite often they're not really even single puns, these <laughs> film ideas. Pig trouble in little diner. Right, have they run out of ham? Or is there too much ham because it's such a small diner? And I... so they're trying to sneak ham into every dish. <laughs> They've over-ordered on ham. And now ham's on the menu. It's like ham shakes. There's, you know, I like that a lot. Everything's got ham in. <laughs> yeah, I do like that a lot. And every yeah, every dish, you, like they're using like slices of ham as like coasters for the coffee. Like yeah, every dish comes with a, a just like a, a, a side of ham, <laughs> a big side of gammon comes out. Because I was thinking the alternative is that there's like literal pigs are running around the diner, like like a bull in a china shop. That's good, but I think. It'd be quite harrowing because the diner would quickly realise that it could just kill the pigs and eat the pigs and cook the pigs and, you know. I don't know about that. It's like when you go into a restaurant and you pick a lobster, except there's just little pigs running around and you sort of go, that one. You kick it into the kitchen and they just chuck it in a pot. That is, I mean, obviously... Is that nice, John? Is that what you're (laughs) suggesting? Yeah, but you've put the whole picking a lobster in a different light, haven't you? Well, it's really sad, isn't it? I thought people thought it was sad. Yeah, I guess. I've I've never really... And then the lobster screams. What? When you put a lobster in a pot, it screams, doesn't it? But I think it's air escaping or something, but it sounds like a scream. Oh, well, this has got harrowing. Uh, whilst I was, I was, I thought, have there been any fun pig news? I thought this is going to be a light episode. So let's check if there's been any pig news. <laughs> oh uh, yeah. Anything. <laughs> bong. <laughs> uh, I just found this th- uh, from 12 hours ago from the Times. Porky Brits now fatter than pigs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We did it. We've been coming for those pigs for too long, baby. Those pigs have been sitting pretty in that number one spot. You're at t- now, now, what have, now what have they got? <laughs> Nothing. We're pigs. probably smarter than them. <laughs> Just looking at each other being you. Oh, you look like a right human. <laughs> Disgusting. We Brits are fatter than pigs. Now, here's a question. Have pigs got thinner? We don't, I've not read this article. It might not, it might not be... It might not be slamming the Brits. It might be praising pigs. Pigs have been working out. We go. I haven't been to the countryside because I've been locked in London this whole time. But we go. Pigs, once... just, pigs <laughs> just lifting weights. Eating celery and yeah, lifting weights. They just swell. They probably do eat celery, don't they? I mean, they eat anything. Isn't that the thing? Oh, yeah. That's the thing. Oh, dear. I know what it is. So because everyone's been in lockdown, gangsters haven't been able to feed their victims to pigs. <laughs> And so pigs have starved and they've got really skinny. And now Brits have overtaken them. We're fatter than pigs. That is the answer. But soon, but soon, soon the gangsters will be back. They'll be <laughs> chucking pigs out. Don't worry, pigs. Hang on for a few more weeks. I think July 4th, July 4th, as I remember, is there's a, some pubs opening, hairdressers, and also um, gangsters <laughs> are allowed to feed their victims to pigs again. I, I think we've previously done a film about how lockdown has been affecting gangsters. So I'm glad it's come back. It's a big concern of us. I worry about them. <laughs> I do worry about the gangsters and what they're up to because they're such law-abiding guys. 
but they won't have but they won't have you know gone against lockdown hey john is it time for our ideas i think it is mate here's one from me twister a giant ice lolly wreaks havoc over oklahoma <laughs> okay cool right so move on <laughs> No, wait, maybe. Is it a delivery? Have they delivered it to the wrong place and it's just melting over the city? Yeah, and everyone's getting, you know, like when Pompeii happened. I don't think it's too soon to joke about this. <laughs> and the lava kind of froze everyone in place. That's happening, but with ice cream. And they're just really sticky. They're just really, they're just stuck. Yeah. Views- That's quite good. There's a, there's a giant Guinness World Record. Uh, it's all coming to light. It's all coming there to light. There we go. There's a giant world record breaking twister that's been made it's like 200 foot tall yeah and they're they plan to deliver it to alaska because it's nice and cold there they can store it they can display it in alaska but it falls out the back of the plane mm. and it lands in notoriously i don't know warm oklahoma <laughs> uh, where it's either typically warm or unseasonably warm yeah and the it just starts melting and just covering the entire state in ice cream i don't know what you would do to solve that but I'd help. I'd come and help lick some up. Oh yeah, twister. that's what it is. They send they send the pigs in the skinny pigs to eat. Up the- yes, <laughs> yes. The skinny pigs turn up. That's great. That's great. <laughs> well, I don't think we're going to go as far with mine. Mine's Artemis Fowl, but he's a bird. <laughs> he's a referee. Um, <laughs> that's good. Uh, that's good. <laughs> I read Artemis Fowl as a kid, but I couldn't tell you for the life of me now what happens in them. I don't. Know. I've got no idea what it's about. So he's like a a super genius kid criminal in a world where there are like fairies and goblins and stuff. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, I think the books are good, and the, so the Disney so Disney Plus released the film uh, that was supposed to come out in cinemas, but obviously they put it on Disney Plus because of everything that's happening, and it has been absolutely slated. The film. Oh really? Yeah, I think it's like seventeen oh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh yeah, so not worth your time, but yeah. That film that I'm not going to watch because it's terrible, but it, the main character is a bird. If you've seen the film, let me know if that would improve it. <laughs> John, it's 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, sorry. And it's your friend of mine, Kenneth Brambran. Mm. We like Brambran. Yeah, there was. Oh, it all makes sense now because Kenneth Branagh was on Kermode and Mayo as a guest, and then Kermode reviewed Artemis Fowl afterwards, and he was sort of nice about it. And I thought it was weird because of it, having had bad reviews everywhere else. But he just didn't want to upset the brand man. No. Oh, brand flakes. You don't want to upset brand flakes. No way. Oh, I feel bad for brand flakes. Every film is made by a person who wants to make a good film, Joel. If you take anything away from this episode, that is what you should. That's a lovely note to end on, John. Uh, thanks so much for your ideas, everyone. Please keep sending them in. Tweet us, Dream Factory Podcast. Or just somehow find another alternative way to get them to us. If they get to us, we'll read them out. We'll read them out, whatever they are. Uh, It's been a pleasure. There'll be more pleasure after this. Hey, John. Hello. Have you got anything to update me on? Anything that's happened in your world? Yeah, so I have. Um, John... You and I are both notoriously a pair of scaredy boys. Mm. We're quite scared by horror films. Yes. Oh, yeah. You sent me a text, actually. Uh, and on Friday night, my girlfriend, and I feel like she's sort of been planning this for quite a while, and it recently came onto Netflix, and I've managed to success- successfully avoid its runs on Prime and Now TV and elsewhere. 
But the film Hereditary has recently arrived to Netflix. Yeah. Uh, and we, we watched that and I hated it so much. It's the worst sort of two hours and seven minutes of my life. Could you look at it objectively and think, yeah, this is a well-made or interesting film? It's too scary for that. Fair enough. Um, you know, I love I love Tony Collette. She's the best, but she was scaring me. I don't need I don't need that from you, Tony. She it's not what I'm here for. I've seen. Like, it's really really scary. It's properly 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 scary. I might be wrong, but I think there's like one of those facts about it. There's a bit where uh, a kid like bre- uh, breaks his face on a classroom desk at one point, and um, they the kid was like, "Oh, I'm willing to break my nose to make it as realistic yeah. as possible." But they then they gave him like a foam covered desk so that he could do it and not. But then he still did it so hard it apparently broke yeah. his nose anyway yeah that's that's what happens that's i mean that's a broadly fine bit of the film by comparison to the rest of it but yeah it's scary if anyone out there has seen it I, who are these people that can just watch horror films and they're psychopaths right mm. i need to watch not... more and see whether i'm a psychopath too maybe i just i think i'm more scared about the idea of a lot of these like so a lot of them you're like oh the concept of this is scarier than the execution but i know that Ari Aster is like famous for like how dread inducing his films are arias has become my nemesis now <laughs> how about you john what's been going on um have you been watching i may destroy you the uh Michaela yeah it's Tolstra. really good isn't it's it really great i'm enjoying that enjoy yeah no i enjoy i am enjoying it it's really good it's really well made she's brilliant but i haven't really been watching a lot else uh but on tuesday the n64 Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer game comes out, which is <gasps> so I'm, that's all I'm looking forward to in my life right now. Oh, I'm excited for that. Um, we watched, we watched Normal People. Oh yeah, I thought it was a bit shit. <laughs> okay, I've I live with a person who's who's one of the few Normal People deniers as well. To be fair, <gasps> there are yes, there are literally no, dozens of you. That, uh, everyone loves it so much. I didn't, it didn't make any sense. None of it makes any Nothing that No decision that anyone takes in the entire 12-episode, tw- might I add, 12-episode run of that show makes any sense. They never behave in the way that normal human beings would behave. So does, does your housemate and life partner not agree with you? No, she agrees with me. Oh, I'm, just worried about, I'm just worried about people out, sort of outside the flat, you know, the windows open. <laughs> I know how, like, people really adore that show. Yeah. And I kind of, like, I, you know, I watched all of it, so I was along for the ride, but... I just found it really frustrating. That main guy's like overnight become the hottest man on planet Earth. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. He sure is. <laughs> I mean, there's an Instagram page dedicated to his chain that he wears <laughs> in that program. He's got like 50,000 followers. Oh my God, that's amazing. He like lives in East London somewhere. I think people keep spotting him around. That's why I whispered it. Because <laughs> I'm worried he might be my, my neighbour. Oh dear. 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener.